a lot of uh, fans in general are just underestimating the Broncos going into this game. Um, the Broncos are underdogs. I already see a lot of analysts already picking the Texans um, just because, you know, the bias is real. Um, the Texans may be uh, 10th in points per game, but the Broncos are 13. So um, you can't really uh, count the Broncos out of this one. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Fair, with my co-host back on the on the show, Jay Mack and Joy Lopez. Man, it is great. A great time to be a Broncos fan. One of the biggest games in several years for Broncos country. The 6-5 and five Houston Texans taking on hosting the 6-5 and five Denver Broncos in Houston at NRG Stadium. It is going to be on CBS at 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 7 p- uh, excuse me, 12 p.m. Central Time. It is probably, it's definitely the game of the year for the Denver Broncos. They got to, this is not like a win and get in, but it feels like it, man. Like it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. This is a hell of a game. J-Max is going to be going to the game and he'll be giving us his up. Uh, post game uh recoverage on the show on Sunday evening it's it's a hell of a, it's a hell of a week i hope you guys understand this and we have a lot of keys to victory to jump in today's game reasons the broncos can win reasons it is a winnable game and then at the very end we're going to give you guys all our game predictions so please stay tuned to the end of the episode make sure if you're listening on youtube like subscribe help us get to 2000 subscribers um we're coming up on the end of the year so we're going to try to help uh help us grow our channel as much as possible please do the same over on spotify apple podcasts wherever you get the Broncos Avenue podcast. With that being said, J Mac Jordan, how are you guys feeling, man? It's a it's a it's a huge weekend. Man, I'm excited. I'm not gonna lie. Like just the whole week, it's like man, like this literally is. I don't. I mean, the Colts are a good team. They're 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 very well coached. Out of the stain Steichen, but it's gonna come. That last spot is coming down to Denver and Houston. Like this game has huge, and I mean huge implications for how the rest of the season can go for the Broncos, whether or not we win this game or lose this game, it's going to have huge implications down the line for the playoffs. Um, so, and like you said, the Broncos ain't played this game in a long time. I'm just – I'm excited, man. And plus, the game is in Houston. I get to go to the game too. So, hey, man, let's get it. Yeah, Sean Payne said it's a playoff game. So It is. He kind of summarized it perfectly. It's a playoff game. So, we'll be talking about it later, but I'd rather trust my veteran guys over the rookie guys over there at Houston. Yeah, Champagne's obviously appearing in a lot of uh, playoff games, uh, Super Bowls. Um, so I think I think we're ready for the challenge. But let's go ahead and jump into the injury report. Uh, health-wise for the Broncos and Texans, Broncos in- injury report. Jerry Judy with a groin injury was limited a little bit in practice this week. He will be active, ready to go, as well as Will Lutz. He had a little bit of a hip issue. Um, he'll be ready to go. Um, Damari Mathis uh, with a little bit of a back injury. He is questionable um, for the Texans. Wide receiver Noah Brown is doubtful with the knee injury. Huge loss for them. He's had, he's been playing really, really good football over the last few games. Tight end Dalton Schultz is out. One of C.J. Stroud's favorite red zone weapons. Huge loss for the Texans. Wide receiver Tank Dell is probable. He is expected to play according to uh, multiple sources uh, over there in Houston um, with a knee injury, um, or excuse me, a calf injury. Um, defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins actually did not practice uh, two days this week and then was limited on Friday. Um, he is questionable with an elbow, so he 
might not go in this one. Then might be another huge loss for their run defense. Uh, linebacker Jake Hansen finally is questionable with the hamstring slash hand injury. So Texans a little bit more beat up on their side of the ball, but it's still as even as a matchup as they come. And we're going to tell you guys why. Um, but before we go in and jump in all the keys to victory, um, and all we got a lot of statistics for today's show to tell you guys, you know, certain avenues that the Broncos can, um, you know, exploit the Texans defense and offense. But reasons the Broncos can win. I'll go ahead and just start off. Russ holds, I know this is one of those things where it's like Russ holds a 4-0 career record versus the Texans. Um, so obviously the Texans teams are different now. They have a much you know better roster. Um, you know, they're younger up front. Um, they obviously have a different quarterback at the helm, much different, much, much younger coaching staff, Bobby Slowick. Their offensive coordinator has been really, really good this season. Um, uh, but he is still fairly young. Um, but also Russell Wilson is three and zero against D'Amico Ryan's led defenses, uh, dating back to when he was with uh Seattle. Um, and then even last year, uh, in Denver, his first year under Nathaniel Hackett calling plays, he still managed to uh, take down uh, D'Amico Ryan's at the time, his number one defense in the NFL. Um, so those are a little, uh, little uh, history of uh, Russell Wilson's uh, history against um, D'Amico Ryan's and the Houston Texans. Um, he, also, Houston is 22nd in the NFL with 347.6 yards per game allowed, but is 14th with 21.1 points per game allowed. Um, so the kind of the strength of the Texans defense a little bit is their red zone defense, allowing just a 53% touchdown percentage, which is 16th in the NFL. So they give up a lot of yards, but once it comes to the end zone, um, they do hold up a little bit, uh, hold strong, similar to how Vance Joseph's defense uh, is a little bit. Um, the, however, the Broncos defense allows just a 51% red zone touchdown percentage. So we have the better red zone defense. The Broncos offense averages 3.8 scoring attempts per game in the red zone. That is tied fifth best in the NFL. So if you just look at those statistics, the Broncos do have the heavy advantage when it comes uh, to, you know, in the red zone. Um, I know the Texans' uh, red zone offense is around the same as the Broncos. The Broncos do have a better red zone defense and red zone offense. So in my opinion, it's going to come down to Russell Wilson, who has a good uh, you know, t career against D'Amico Ryans, and it's going to also come uh, you know, inside the 20-yard line in this one. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. For me, I would say my biggest key to victory would most definitely have to be slowing down the weapons of the Texans. Think one thing about CJ Stroud, yeah, I know getting pressure on him is gonna do a lot, but also he's making some he's making some really good throws. But I love our matchups like compared to them. Like I love our back end compared to their receivers. I don't know if Noah Brown's gonna go. Um is looking real touch and go. I don't think he will go, but regardless, I like McMillan, Moreau, Sartan, Justin Simmons, especially with Dalton Schultz out too. I like our matchups way better. If we can for if we can really lock up on the back end like we have been the last five weeks then I feel like it's going to be a long day for CJ. CJ's going to end as a rookie quarterback. I'm not saying see, CJ's not even playing like a rookie, but still, when rookie quarterbacks don't have guys open, they tend to force the ball a lot, try to make some tough throws, and that's and they turn the ball over. And the Broncos have been really the best team in getting takeaways over this, this winning streak. So I'm really looking towards that. The back end really has to hold up this game. You can't really give up a lot to a young quarterback like CJ because he, he, he's been picking he's been picking defenses apart all year. Yeah, CJ Stroud has looked like a rookie the past two weeks, and I think that's fair to say. So I think we're getting him at a good time right now. Uh, to Amir's point, uh, my uh, first key to victory is continue to do what we do, make them adjust to us. Uh, I know D'Amico Ryan is over there, and he's gotten a lot of praise for his defense over there. Uh, he still gives up the eighth most yards per play, and we've been pretty good in that department offensively. 
So just sticking with our run game and uh, play action game should be key in this game. Um, what one thing that the Texans do do really good? They only give up 95 yards per rush, <clears throat> and, and uh, per game, I should say. Uh, I do believe that's going to change a bit just because our offensive line has been dominating as of late. But again, letting them adjust to us and not adjusting to them is going to be key. I think Champagne knows that, and I think just keeping it simple for us is just going to be effective, like how it's been the last five weeks or six weeks, you can say. So I like our matchups uh, offensively against their defense because they do tend to slow down a bit. So, and again, I trust Payne over a rookie head coach at this point. And I think it's a very favorable matchup in terms of scheme versus scheme and coach versus coach. I like that. Don't let them adjust to us, adjust to them. I mean, you're you're going to be in Houston. You got you to gotta play tough. They're, they're coming back from Jacksonville after a loss. They're not going to want to lose two in a row as, you know, we're in the midst of a playoff push right now. The last six games of the season. At this point, every AFC game is a playoff game at this point. Is, um, as long If you lose to any AFC, you know, team you most likely your playoff chances are going to go down um so uh one of my first keys to victory um is uh I, this week i feel like you just have to create even more takeaways i mean not not even more i mean you've been having three like it feels like the every single week now i can't remember the last time the broncos had less than three takeaways but this week especially i think it's really important you have to create takeaways i mean the winner of this game might be decided by which team makes the first mistake on the offensive side of the ball in my opinion the broncos defense has 15 takeaways in the last four games um but the houston uh houston texans average just one turnover per game that is the fifth best in the nfl um i mean however stroud has fumbled six times times a season um i mean so therefore he's not completely turnover prone but in my opinion the broncos a safe team this season when it comes to creating turnovers they have they do average 1.1 fumbles per game so this might by the way 1.1 fumbles lost per game so this one might come down to whoever makes less takeaways it always comes down to this in you know playoff atmospheres and while the broncos have been clean in that department this season like i said they have fumbled a lot this season so and you know while that was early in the season those things, you know, tend to maybe come back to a certain team. So you have to play clean football this week. I do trust uh, Russell Wilson to hang on to the ball um, in this one. It's going to be a tough environment, like I said. You you just have you have to create t- takeaways this week on defense because I feel like, in my opinion, I'm just getting that feeling that the first team to make a you know mistake, like in the fourth quarter, is probably going to lose this game. Yeah, I agree. For my second um, key to victory, the time of possession. The Broncos have done a great job over the past, especially against teams that tend to score a lot of points. Right now, the Texans are 11th in points per game. Teams that really got high scoring offense, Sean Payton has been really like ticky tack when it comes to time of possession, holding the ball, letting the clock. Especially, it, it, he really it doesn't. It really doesn't matter if we're down or up. He tends to let the clock kind of run it out and play. And I think I do that against CJ and them because I'll give them where credit is due they score a lot of touchdowns. They put up a lot of points. And I know the defense is playing really well, but when you're going against an offense like that, you really don't know. Like, it, and it's going to be a playoff game type atmosphere. You on a roll. You don't know how the game is going to go. But I think Sean Payton, in, he's just going to manage the clock really well. But that really gets the teams out of their groove. That managing the clock, not letting CJ touch the ball a lot, and that gives them prone to mistakes because they're out of rhythm. They're out of sync. They're just on the sideline for – the Broncos possessions, even if it's a punt, it's like three to four minutes long and they're just getting out of rhythm and out of sync. So I would definitely say time managing time of possession is huge. Man, this is perfect because my last two key to victories is what you two just said. So winning the turnover margin is going to be key. Uh, now we're plus eight 
for the season, which is the fourth best in the league, which is crazy because in the beginning of the season, we had no, we had none and we were last. So it's kind of nice to see how this defense has turned around in that standpoint. So again, like how Amir said, winning the turnover margin will we'll win us this game once again. And the time of possession, I was very surprised when I saw that the Texans average almost 29 minutes of possession per game, which is the 17th best. Um, I would love to see the Broncos updated time of possession, especially through this game, uh, this five game winning streak. But I would assume it's over 30 minutes, which is outstanding. Again, running the ball, taking control of the game will be key again. Like how J. Mike said, it's a Sean Payton staple right now for the Broncos and this offense. So I expect the big boys up front to do their thing. And I do expect a big passing game from Russ, even though it's been a little bit inconsistent at times. But I do believe there's going to be a big passing game. I think our receivers have great matchups. But again, you just never know with this offense. So I will count on the running game more than the passing game. But the Texans defense, their pass defense, uh, is a little uh, shaky to say that. Say this. That is a perfect segue in my key victory. Absolutely perfect because I love running the football. Don't get me wrong. I always preach it on the show, but I feel like this is the week where you got to let it air it out a little bit. My second key to victory, air it out, but stay true to your identity. What do I mean by that? Run the football efficiently, run it at the right times. Great play calls. Obviously, we trust Sean Payne in that department and take deep shots. Entering week 13, Houston secondary allows 252.5 passing yards per game. That is 27th in the NFL. They allow a 68.93 completion percentage. That is 30th in the NFL. They allow 10.5 yards per completion. That is 25th in the NFL. So those numbers right there should tell you this should be the game that Russell Wilson. Obviously, you got to still stay, you know, safe with the football. You take your check down, take what the defense gives you. But this Houston secondary, I don't trust them. I really don't. And I feel like at the right times, you can catch them off guard. And honestly, he can have a little bit of a game where, like he was having against the commanders, Russell Wilson. So that's my second key to victory. My third key to victory, play dis disciplined football. The Broncos are 28th in the NFL with 6.9 penalties per game. The Texans will be returning home from a loss in Jacksonville, like I mentioned earlier on. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere. They're going to be looking for uh, you know, a bounce back win. Also, like I said, the Broncos lead the league in fumbles, loss per game, 1.1. They need to hang on to the football in this one. Is playing disciplined, smart football. I think ultimately what this game is going to come down to who plays smarter and efficiently late in the game, and who makes less mistakes. Um, I think those are going to be really, really key in this game. Um, good football teams do all the keys to victory that I just listed. Yeah, your second key to victory was – I was going to talk about that a little bit. The Texans cut one of their starting cornerbacks this week, this past yeah. week, Shaquille Griffin. They're really thin right now. I mean, they still have Stingley, Steven Nelson. But outside of that, like you said, they're really weak. I expect Sean Payton to dial some stuff up for the receivers. I've, dipped, I've, I've already talked about how I want to see Jerry Judy get the ball more. I think this is the perfect week in order um, to do that right now. They're really thin on the back end. But for, for my final key to victory, and Jordan, I probably stole it from you, but uh, shout out to you for this again. The middle eight. We got lucky last week because we had because we got off to a hot start and the big, you know, we, we had a multiple possession lead. So the middle eight didn't really have much of an impact on the game, but you can't do that this week. One, it's not just because you're on the road, but this is a Texans football team who they're rather disciplined. They don't really they're, – they're very well coached, and that's shocking coming from a rookie coach. But D'Amico has them playing really well, not making too many mistakes penalty-wise. But you you can't really do that. Like, you, you, you can't go out there and stink it up in the middle eight. 
doing punts and just not moving the ball. You have to come out. You have to end the second quarter strong and start off the and start off the third quarter strongest as you can. So that's perfect because especially last week, the Houston Texans turned it over right before halftime against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars drove it down the field at the two yard line and decided to go for it with two seconds left instead of taking the points and getting three points. If that happens with us, I can guarantee you Champagne's going to take the points, get on the court again, and go into halftime happy as hell and then getting the ball back. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. So, again, the middleweight, the, the Texans will give us the middleweight. The way they've been playing uh, recently, they will give it to us. It's just our opportunities that we need to execute on. You have to take the points, not go for it on fourth and one and fourth and two. Just take the points. Nothing is bad. Just taking three and getting on the scoreboard every single time. We've talked about it at length, how Champagne has continuously put us in striking distance every single drive. He will continue to do that. And again, like J-Mac said, the middle eight will be key against the Texans because they will give it to us. Yeah, uh, you do bring up good points. And I also think not only taking you know your points um, at the end of the half is important, but also just like in general, when you get in the end zone, I, the Broncos have to start scoring more touchdowns, especially in this game, because if you do control a time possession, great. But if, you, if it's kind of an even matchup, it will come down to who's going to be scoring more touchdowns. I do tr- trust Sean Payton to you know run the football efficiently, kind of control the time possession. But in terms of like on paper, one of the more even matchups, the red zone offense of Houston against ours, Denver, Texans have the 20th best red zone offense with a 53, 51.3 touchdown percentage coming inside the uh, 20 yard line. The Broncos have the 22nd best at exact 50% touchdown. So, I mean, this game will also come down to who's going to convert more often in the red zone. It's just another one where um, can Sean Payton even boost this uh, red zone offense even more. And I feel like, you might see a few uh, more than just like one or two passing touchdowns from Russell Wilson this week coming in the red zone, just because that Houston secondary. I know, I know they hold up a little bit in the red zone, but I'm feeling very iffy with their their injury report. And then obviously, like J Mac mentioned, Shaq Griffin's gone. I know some people have their different opinions about him, um, but this game will ultimately come down to uh, inside the 20 yard line, in my opinion. Obviously, the whole you know general stuff about not turning the ball over and everything, but I feel like this will be the one X factor in this game. Who's gonna who's gonna score field goal more often in that zone, and who's gonna actually put six up on the board? Yeah, and I will say over the last few weeks, I feel like the Broncos are starting to find their stride in the red zone a little bit. You saw a lot last week the creativity Sean Payton was pulling out, and because I, I think first you know it's just Corlin Sutton, Corlin Sutton, Corlin Sutton, or we're gonna just run the ball. Now you're seeing I I, I love it when Russ pulls off of the ball, the read options. I think Sean Payton just you got to get more creative down there. And I think you got to start doing that with Russ. You got to make the defense fear him with the ball instead of just knowing that it's going to be a run or a pass. Like, have them put a spy on it because that, that'll that open up the play-action game. But I will say, I, I think the Broncos are finding their they're, – I think they're finding their groove in the red zone a little bit better. And I think I think last week was a huge confidence booster because they're like, bro, the Browns got the best defense in the league, arguably. If we can go to – if we went down there, we were just owning them in the red zone time and time again. I feel like it's going to be real comfortable going against a team like Houston. And I know I, I watch a lot of Houston games because I have to, but they're, they're really – their defense is the strongest in the red zone. They they give up, like you said, a whole bunch of yards, but down the red zone, it seems like Petrie and Will Anderson, they're always making plays down there. But I feel like the Broncos, you just got to keep it 
you got to keep it creative. You can't keep it simple because if you try to keep it simple against D'Amico, it's not going to work. You're going to have to get creative down there in the red zone. Yeah, it's kind of like a bend but don't break type defense yeah. at that point going down to the red zone. But I would say I, I would like to see some wide receiver screens, but we know our history of wide receivers as of late. So I would say Jaleel McLaughlin, Javante Williams, uh, giving them some screams. Even P. Ryan. P. Ryan has been such a big factor for us as of late, especially in the fourth quarter. That's when he just turns up. But yeah, I would like to see them on a on a few screens every once in a while, just getting some big yards, maybe getting you know Cushionberry out there and uh, Powers lead blocking for them. So uh, I expect a big screen game out of them this week. We haven't ran a bunch of screens as of late. I know during the season, or at least in the beginning of the season, I should say, we were running a lot of screens. I think that changes a bit today. We can see a little bit more screens now. Houston has a young defense, and I, I like our chances uh, just because the experience on our side of the ball. And then obviously, Champagne is going to know how to attack them. I already know his script is going to it's going to be something in the first quarter. I'm excited to see it. And we talked about Russell Wilson uh, using his legs too. We can't uh, discount, we can't discredit Stroud either. Last week, he had 47 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was. I've always thought of him as like just kind of sit back in the pocket and not really ever use his legs. But it actually kind of shocked me a little a uh, little last week. He uses uh, legs and was efficient with it. So Broncos defense is going to have to account for that, and I, I trust Van Joseph with that. Yeah, I do too, but one person that I have been really trustworthy lately is Alex Singleton because they're probably going to most likely put him on the spot for Stroud, and you got to bring him down. We can't have mishaps. We saw it in the Vikings game. Lucky that we won that game because if Jonathan Cooper can bring him down, Josh Dobbs, if he forces him out of bounds to bring him down, they don't score that touchdown in the, um, at the beginning of the game. But the missed tackles are just it's, – it's its not as big as an issue as it was in the beginning of the year, but you, you kind of see flashes of the missed tackles. You can't do that on the road because you did it on the road. Crowd's going to get going and everything. But I think, like you said earlier, man, discipline football is really the key. And against CJ – because CJ Stroud, if you're going to just not bring him down, that's he's going to make plays out the pocket. He can, he can make plays really in the pocket, outside the pocket. But you really got to execute. If you get your hands on Stroud, you got to make sure you get him down. You got to make sure he can't throw that ball to anybody that's down the field. Yeah, he, he's playing in a QB-friendly offense, right? That Ben Slovic, his offense coming from that Shanahan tree, he's playing in a QB-friendly offense, so it's going to be hard to limit what he does. <laughs> but again, I do agree with you, J-Max. Singleton has to play. This, this is a Singleton-type game. He needs to have a game. But I would say I do expect Nick Benito to be on a spy just because he was on a spy against Josh Allen and Josh Dobbs. So I wouldn't trust... I wouldn't put it in those words, but I do believe Singleton will be better off just as a linebacker, just out there in coverage no, I mean, than Nick Benito being a spy. So I do believe in that point. But again, if Singleton has a big game, I don't see why this defense doesn't stop this offense every single drive. Offensive player of the game predictions. Let's go and jump into it. I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, I'm going with a guy I've not picked in a long time, in a long time. I'm going with uh, Mr. Russell Wilson. I've already talked about that pass defense. I don't trust it. I, 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 really, I really don't. Yeah, like I said, giving up 257 um, passing yards uh, per game, one of the last in the NFL. Um, I honestly, I'm going to, like I gave my Javante Williams stat prediction, I'm going to go and give Russ. I'm going to say he goes, I'm going to say he has one of these like signature games that kind of uh, shuts a lot of people up, including myself, about him being limited. I'm going to say he goes for 275 and three tutties. I think he's going to be super efficient in the red zone again. Um, I think he, I think he's going to expose that uh, Houston secondary a little bit. I, I just love the matchup this week, week with Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryan. I think he's going to catch him off, off guard a little bit. And I feel like 
while that Texans defense has been solid and much more, I mean, much more improved from recent years, I, I don't trust them against the Broncos offense, to be honest. So people have to take into account Texans offense might be good, but ours is good too. So, yeah, for me, I'm going to go Javante. And the biggest, well, I would say the biggest reason is um, if Sheldon Rankins doesn't play, like I watched a few of these Texan games, Sheldon Rankins is huge for that defense. He's, I, I know he doesn't have a huge name. But he's huge. He's one of their sack leaders right now, and he's he's been their force in stopping the run. And he's might not go if he doesn't go. That's gonna open up way much more for Javante. I think yeah, they're gonna air it out. But I think Javante. I think they're gonna try to stay true. I can see a big game out of Javante. I'm not saying 100 yards, but I think he'll get around like the 70 to 80 mark. And the same thing, he's gonna make those runs every time he run the ball. You're gonna feel it. And I feel like he's gonna be one of those games for Javante. Yeah, I do believe the Texans' rush defense is going to get a bit exposed this week, even though they've been really good this whole year. I do believe Champagne does have something cooking in the run game right now. As you know, last five to six weeks have not been going with a playmaker, and it looks like I will never be going with a playmaker for the rest of the season. So I'll be sticking to my offensive line, boys. And for today, I got Cushenberry. I think he has a good game against the Texans. He's going to be matched up against – Collins and Rankins, like you said, but again, Malik Collins for the Houston Texans, he has not had a great, great season. He's a former third-round pick, and I do think Cushberry can expose that matchup, so I expect a big game from him. Like it, like it. Defensive player of the game, I'm going to be going with Baron Browning. Right tackle Titus Howard is placed on IR this week. Um, their yeah. offensive line has actually been pretty solid, pretty good, um, but now that he's out, George Fan starting, George fans, not a great uh, offensive line, if we're being honest. Yeah, he, I mean, who knows? Maybe he has a good game, but I really like Baron Browning's matchup on that right side. And like you said, Nick Benito is going to be getting a little bit more snaps uh, spying CJ Stroud most likely. So that just opens up even more snaps for Baron Browning. And it seems like his snap count just keeps going up every week. So I like Baron Browning's matchup this week. I know I picked him last week. I'm picking him again this week. I feel like I've picked him like a million times since he's returned. But, man, I really like Baron Browning's matchup this week. I, I expect him to wreck some havoc, even though that, uh, the Broncos defense hasn't gotten a lot of sacks and neither has Houston's. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I really, like I said, I like his matchup this week. Um, I think he, I think he could uh, do some work in that, on that offensive line. Yeah. For me, I'm going to go to McMillan. I think this is a huge week for him. Depending on if Noah Brown plays, it really depends where they're going to put Tank Dale. Um, I think they might put him. If Noah Brown plays, he's going to be a lot in the slot on majority of his plays. But even if he's outside, I'm still taking Jaquan McMillan. I, I think he's going to be the guy to be on tank most of the game. I think they're going to put Pat maybe on Nico Collins. Um, I'm going to go McMillan. He, like I said, he's been one of the best slot corners in the league, and I'm sticking with it. But I, I will say Stroud loves to go to tank a lot. And I think this is I think this is a game people are going to finally realize about Jaquan McMillan. I don't know how they happen by now. But I think this is the game where people are going to see what he does on Tank Dell, and it's going to shock a lot of people. I really wanted to go with a defensive lineman this game just because I think they're going to have a big game, pass rushers in general. But I will say my defense player of the game is going to be PS2. I do believe Stroud is going to trust Tank Dell a bit more uh, on Sunday, but it's just different when you have the best corner of the league covering your guy. And I think Stroud is going to have a big wake-up call this Sunday. It's not going to be like college football, how these guys are always wide open. And he's going to learn how dominant PS2 is on Sunday. So I expect a big game from PS2. I even say he even gets an interception on a tank, though. 
Nice. Nice. Like it. Um, score prediction. How are you guys feeling, man? Who is going to win this game? Are the Broncos going to improve to 7-5? and five? Yes. I think Broncos are going to win this game. Um, I don't want to jinx it, so I, I'm not going to say I don't want to jinx it, but um, I think the Broncos are going to win this game. I, I don't – I think it will be close kind of in the beginning, but I think late the Broncos will pull away, and it will be like one of those games where the Broncos – you kind of had the feeling like in midway through the third quarter that we were going to win this game. I just think we're – we've been playing in a lot of high environment games, like a tough environments, like – high priority games, big games during this win streak. And I think the Texans are coming off a, a very like hurtful loss to the Jags. Missing that field goal the way they did, that's yeah. that's heartbreaking right there. But I think we'll win this game. I think you know everybody's picking the Texans because they want to ride with Stroud and a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of people are just ready to see this Broncos bubble pop. Like you know everybody's waiting to see the Broncos to return to what they are. And I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm picking the Broncos comfortably here. I think the Texans, this is a very tough score, but I'm going to go 26-16. I think the Broncos win it. Ooh. I think they kick a field goal midway through the fourth quarter, make it a 10-point game, and I think it's over. Well, I mean, Jesus, me and J-Mac almost have the most identical score. Uh, I have Broncos 26-17. Wow. I do think, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. I do think uh, Payne pulls out at the end. I do think we win the middle eight this game, and I think in the second half, the Broncos are a lot better offensively, and they put up uh, some points. So I believe 26-17 is my score. I can see a big game from the offense, the passing game, like we said. And, man, it's going to be really – it's 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 going to be awesome when we're two games above 500 after the way we started the season. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a closer, closer score. I'm going to go Broncos 23-20. to And when I do pick the Broncos, I'm picking fairly confidently. Um I think C.J. Stroud is not one to underestimate in a playoff environment. I know he doesn't have much experience, but this dude is just built different. Like, let's be honest. Like, the, I was thinking about it the other day, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think him and Take Dell might be like one of the best rookie duos since like Zeke and Dak. To be honest, like they're that good, and I think they'll be built for this moment. It's going to be at home. They're returning from a loss. Teams always genuinely kind of play well after you know games like that. But like uh, like Jordan says, they might be shaken up a little bit after that. They it's it's a very very hot Vance Joseph defense. Sean Payne's going to be coming ready to play. It's not that I don't trust their offense. I just feel like their defense is a little suspect. If I'm being honest, this late in the season, they're dealing with injuries. D'Amico Ryan's still a little bit young to it all. Um, I, I'm I'm just not too uh, confident uh, in that that Houston defense, so I'm going to go Broncos 23 to 20. I think it'll be a little bit closer, but um, like J Max said, I think the Broncos are going to pull away in the fourth quarter. The Texans average um, the eighth most points per game in the fourth quarter. The Broncos average the third most, um, I, and I feel like just the Bron- a lot of uh, fans in general are just underestimating the Broncos going in this game. Um, the Broncos are underdogs. I already see a lot of analysts already picking the Texans um, just because you know the bias is real. Um, the Texans may be uh, tenth points per game but the Broncos are 13 so um, you can't really uh, count the Broncos out of this one um, I'm not as confident as uh, the the Browns game but I do think that the Broncos are going to win this game real quick so do you guys so do you guys think they're going to play tank mostly outside or do you think they're going to try to move miss out for this game I have no clue to be honest I, don't I think know. they're going to move them around they're going to move them around as much as possible try to get PS2 off of them yeah exactly yeah I think I think they're going to try to line them up inside to, so PS2 can't be on them because PS2 doesn't play inside. 
I don't know if they're going to do that. I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like they're going to come out to try to get Tank Dell off, off of Pastor Tan as much as they can because I feel like they're going to go into the game putting them on Tank, and I feel like they're going to move stuff around. But it, it really depends on if Noah Brown plays. Because if Noah Brown doesn't play, then Tank's going to play outside 100% like the whole game. So we'll see. Yeah, they're definitely he. If he'll play outside, they're trying. They're gonna try to move him away from PS2 as much as they can. Motions, yeah. whatever that, whatever they can do. Because Van Joseph, he had it. The one thing that's different from Van Joseph to Evero, he's actually like line up PS2 against like a lot of wide receiver ones, like majority of the game. Like he doesn't really shadow, but most of the time he is lined up against like a Mari Cooper, a Jordan Addison. Like it, that's what we've seen uh, Van Joseph do. Um, but with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys are listening on YouTube, please like, subscribe, help us get to 2,000 subscribers, um, and turn notifications on. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, so you guys are the first to every single episode premiering here on YouTube. If you guys are listening on Spotify, Apple podcast please do the same follow leave a five-star rating and turn notifications on as well man really excited for this game a lot to uh, be excited about and look forward to huge huge game tomorrow um at noon um or whatever time zone you guys are in um but like i said um hope you guys have a great rest of your week uh, weekend and uh please join us tomorrow on the post game show it's gonna be a hell of an episode man do not i'm telling you guys do not miss it um so with that being said i'm your host amir farrell with my co-host j mac and jordan to next one Peace out, everybody. Peace out.